we decided to start the business and kind of see how it went. We weren't like super like, this is what we're doing. This is our goal. This is, you know, the arrow on the head. No, we were kind of just like, ah, like, let's see how this goes. If this even kicks off in this area, because we don't know and no one else knows. I will say though, that it was always kind of the plan to work with my mom and work as a solo. I just didn't really know how to get there. So having that business together very much helped with that. You're listening to Untamed, a podcast dedicated to empowering you, the lash artist, while providing insights on how to achieve success that is as individual and unique as you are. Each episode, me, Cheryl, and me, Anne-Marie, share our best information openly, without reservation. We discuss challenges, best practices, and what the future holds for the lash industry. So grab a snack and your comfiest sweater and get ready to geek out with your new lash BFFs. Oh, And don't forget to subscribe. Hey, Lash friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Untamed Podcast. Today, I have Brianna with me, and she's built a clientele in an area where lashes were not very common when she started. And for me, that's a really, really interesting story. So I am so thankful to have her on here because today we're going to take a look at what it's like to introduce a new service in an area. And I mean, when do we really get that opportunity to do that? And some of you listening may be struggling with that. You might think, oh, I'm in too small of a town to charge a premium price or no one thinks lashes are important. So if this resonates with you, stay tuned because I know this is going to be a really good episode. So welcome, Brie, Anna. I'm so excited to have you. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited. Uh, Again, thank you for being here. Can you start by telling our listeners a little bit about yourself? Yeah, so I got into lashing by accident, actually. I went to cosmetology school when I was 16, wanting to pursue makeup. That ended up changing completely when I found out I hated doing hair. (laughs) And so makeup wasn't really on the agenda either. So about three months before I was going to graduate cosmetology school, I found lashes and lashes were starting to be a thing like on the coast. And so I decided to take a class out in Arizona and then I graduated uh, with my cosmetology degree, started just practicing on people. A lot of people were like, what the heck is this? Like lashes? Like we know hair extensions, but lash extensions? What are lash (laughs) extensions? Like, why do we need this? Started doing hair for three months outside of after graduating cosmetology school, and I hated it with a passion. (laughs) Hated it. So my mom actually graduated aesthetic school about the same time I did too. And so she was much older than me, obviously, and she didn't want to work for another person. She wanted to work for herself. So she actually created Fabulash and Wax because she thought she was going to do lashes because she took the same course I did and waxing. Well, she like did one leg wax appointment and was like, never again. We're not doing waxing. (laughs) She's like, not at all. About me being three months into cutting hair, me absolutely hating it, but knowing lashes. She's like, hey, do you actually want to just like come on and you be the lash person because I'm not crazy about doing lashes either and I'll do facials. And that's essentially how we started. This area, at the time, there were like maybe 9,000, 10,000 people. And this was back in 2016. And there were hair salons, but not really like beauty salons or like lash lifts or full body waxing or like really nice facials or like anything like that. It was all very new. And so I always say that where I live, it's always 10 years behind, (laughs) 10 years behind the coasts because it is. (laughs) I remember when we got our first Froyo place and I was like, oh my gosh. (laughs) So 
realizing that I'm wanting to do lashes full-time kind of thing, then I started getting really serious about it. Still love doing makeup, but really decided to do the lashing part of it. And I've been doing it for, I'm about to celebrate seven years actually next month of doing lashes. So that's kind of the quick little thing about me. (laughs) Oh, that's amazing. Congratulations on seven years. That's really, really cool. Thank you. It's kind of interesting because you mentioned that the area didn't have like body waxing wasn't very common. It wasn't even just lashes. It's like body waxing, aesthetics. All of that was super, super new. So I think that's a really cool opportunity. Now, you mentioned that you started into a business with your mom. Can you tell us a little bit about what that was like? Yeah. So my mom and actually, my mom and I actually have a really good relationship. I am the oldest of four kids. Oh, wow. <laughs> and we've always been like really knitted together and everything. And How things were set up here, we kind of had something called the Summit System with a few of the bigger salons or studios in the next town over, which is Joplin. Neosho is like 30 minutes away from Joplin. So it's essentially the next town over. And that system isn't very, I would say, respectful and very nice to the actual service provider themselves uh, when it comes to paying and finances and everything. So that option was just like, really, oh, if I get into that, that's kind of scary. So my mom was like, I'm going to start my own business because again, I don't want to work for someone else. I don't. She has some business background. Knowing that it's my mom and knowing that it's a business that we can start together because we graduated roughly the same time. So our education was roughly the same. We decided to start the business and kind of see how it went. We weren't like super like, this is what we're doing. This is our goal. This is, you know, the arrow on the head. No, we were kind of just like, ah, like, let's see how this goes. If this even kicks off in this area, because we don't know and no one else knows. I will say though, that it was always kind of the plan to work with my mom and work as a solo. I just didn't really know how to get there. So having that business together very much helped with that. That's amazing. I really like that. I know that a lot of times we hear that working with family is something that we should avoid. I don't think it has to be avoided. I just think it needs to be set up properly from the start and always remembering that business should not affect that relationship. You know, obviously the mother-daughter relationship is way more valuable than that business partner relationship. So that is amazing that you guys have found that balance. I think that's really inspiring and nice to hear because, you know, a lot of people want to like work with a best friend or a sibling or a parent and it's, it does have struggles. So how did you guys overcome those moments or did you really just not have as many? Well, we actually are having them more now than ever, just because I am just now turned 25. And so I'm just now learning how to adult, I guess, if you would. And so with that, I am noticing there's a lot of business ideas or business ventures we need to do. And she's kind of a little old school school in regards to that. So we kind of butt heads a little bit. There have been times where it's more of like a personal thing that's going on. And sometimes we bring it to work and like in between clients, we'll discuss it and it doesn't really go the greatest. But at the same time, she's my mom. I'm her daughter. We have to create those boundaries, whether you're in business with a family member or not. But honestly, having it, my boss be my mom, it has made it where I can be a lot more open in regards to business adventures that we take or things we need to do on social media and stuff like that. Obviously, we butt heads, of course. But as long as you keep those boundaries, you respect each other. There's not a whole lot of crazy drama that you bring to work because those clients can feel that. That's kind of how it's been with us. So we've, we've had our struggles here and there, but 
not too bad, thankfully. Well, thank you for sharing. I think that's really good advice is setting the boundaries. And one thing that was really cool that you mentioned to me was that because it's your mob, you feel more open to just share your ideas and give your feedback. And I think that what's going to be really exciting for you too, is that you're going to be able to merge like the best of both worlds, like the new school things that are all fun and exciting and the old school things that are proven to work. Like there is a good balance there. So I look forward to seeing what you guys cook up next. That's really, really cool. Now, when you guys started and you knew you were opening in an area that no one really knew what you were doing, how was that? Were you like, oh, this is really exciting. No one knows we're going to dominate the market. Like, did you go in with really high hopes and then did it stay where it grew really quick or was it more of like a struggle, like just a lot of doubt from others or a lot of confusion? Did you have to put in like a tremendous amount of work to get people to even know what the service is? And then now you have to convince them they want it. Like, tell us about your journey with that. So it was actually more of what you mentioned first, that we were very excited. We had a lot of people that were interested in it because it was the new thing. Kind of thing. like think of trends. Oh, it's the new thing. Everyone (laughs) wants to get on it. We were able to practice a lot on people in beauty school. And that got a lot of people thinking, oh, like maybe I do want to do this. Or there was, my siblings were very involved in the high school. And this town is very much a, it's who you know in everything. And that's how a lot of smaller towns are is to, you know. And so when we went into this, we were very excited. We were like, you know, we can do this because we're the only people. There was maybe one other person in Neo Show that was doing it. And she was actually mainly doing hair. Her lashes was kind of on the side. And then there was one, maybe two people in the next town over, which was Joplin. But people didn't really know. But with Neo Show still being a small town and there only being a few people and the word not really getting around because no one was really advertising it. We knew that if we specialize in doing lashes, we're going to (laughs) dominate. And that's kind of what happened, to be honest with you. Uh, That's what we were hoping for. That's kind of what happened. Uh, Now we have had bumps up and down. Don't get me started on 2020. It honestly, I'm very, very thankful that it played out the way it did. We've had our ups and downs, though, especially when a lot of people started coming into the industry with lashes in our town. That's when we started to struggle, actually. But when it came to starting out, uh, since we were pretty much the one and onlys, a lot of people just came to us because there was no other option. Oh, that's actually really interesting. There wasn't a different option. So it worked out well for you where you've got a lot of clients in pretty quickly. But then obviously people are seeing that you're having success and they're like, hey, I kind of think that maybe I want to lash. It almost sounds to me like you really paved the way in that community to bring beauty services to the forefront. So I mean, honestly, it seems like you really, really did that you guys really built that industry. So that's a huge accomplishment. I can't imagine like what that must feel like to look around and be like, wow, remember when none of you guys were here? (laughs) That sounds a little cocky, right? But like, None of you were here and no one even knew about these services. And now it's a thriving community of beauty services. That's really, really cool to see. And I don't know, like, I'm sure you're really humble about it, but like, what's your take? Do you feel like you guys helped pave the way? Did you have a lot of people who said, hey, I want to learn to do lashes? Did you advise? Is that how you accidentally built your competition? Is just a lot of curious people to start? Like, you know what I mean? (laughs) I really wish. And this is just my perspective on the whole situation. And I honestly regret my perspective on it when I was younger. For one, I was younger. And two, it was a newer business. Competition was competition. 
and we mm. hated competition. Everyone hated competition. Hair, nails, lashes, brows, didn't matter. Everyone hates competition in this area. And that's kind of how we were a little bit at the beginning. When you mentioned your question, I actually had never really thought about us possibly being the ones to pave the way for lashes in this area. And now that I think about it more, I would say yes. You know, not a whole lot of people saw that you could do it. A lot of hairstylists were doing it on the sign to make some extra money. But to see someone doing it standalone full time and doing it successfully, I do think people are like, oh, wait a minute. Hey, that is actually kind of nice. Hey, I think I want to do that. Exactly. I think. <laughs> yeah, I would definitely say that we did pave the way. Now, when it comes to people asking us to teach them, I'm actually quite surprised. I've only had maybe five students. And the entire time I've lashed, yep. I've had more now in the past two years than I have ever. I don't really know why. A lot of people, unfortunately, blurred off of YouTube. Now, this was, again, this is 2016. Everyone remember, this is 2016. This isn't (laughs) like last year. (laughs) Because last year, this different. When this happened, 2016, 2017, 2018 time, learning off of YouTube was not a good thing because there wasn't a lot of information out there yet. Uh, Online classes didn't exist. Like it was all in person and usually in person, it was like you go to a hotel in like Dallas, Texas with 20 other people and you place one lash and you're good to go. That's a lash artist kind of thing. I remember those days. A lot of these people, unfortunately, in this area either don't have any training, are self-taught, or they have learned from other people in the area that didn't necessarily have the proper training either. Yeah, there's there's a tangent. I'll go on with that, but I'm going to leave that for later because I'm sure you'll have yeah, some Yeah, you know I want to. That. I'm like, oh, you could tell my face. I'm like, my curiosity <laughs> is peaked. I have so many questions about this. It's uh, such a unique journey. So. It is. <laughs> I wanted to ask you something about marketing, if you don't mind. Do you mind to share some of your best tips on how did you market in that area when people didn't know the service? What was your approach? And then how has it changed today now that you have competition? So when it comes to the marketing side, I'm going to be very transparent. We are still working on that, actually. I don't have a business background. I don't really know a whole lot about business. That was mainly my mom. But her business was very old school. And it's needs a massive refresher now. <laughs> Not trying to bash my mom at all, Sorry, but mom. it needs a massive refresher. <laughs> so at the time, social media wasn't super big. Like having social media businesses was not a thing. You'd have maybe a Facebook page, but like not really. Website was great. That's what we did. A website. Do a website. Even if it's just like a website with, hey, this is me. Here's my education. And then here's the list of services I have in a gallery. Here's the book now. Like do it. Seriously, do it. It saves so much time. It's great because people can type in your name or like with us, you type in Lashes Neo Show and we are out of the whole entire Google page. We are filling every single slot just because we have marketed in that way with our website alone. So definitely a website, very highly recommended. Now that we have social media and everything now too, I'm still not 100% knowing how to do that. Like it's still very new for me, even though I'm only 25. So with marketing, it's really word of mouth and making sure that when someone does look up lashes, whatever town you're in, whatever local town you're near or anything like that, 
that you are one of the first four that pops up on that Google page. That's really how we got started with our marketing. That's how we kind of tackled trying to get clients. Because think about it. When someone wants lashes, they're going to look up lashes Neo Show and they're going to see what pulls up and they're going to go for that. If they type in lashes near me, that's a little harder to narrow that search down, but it still works. You still want to be in that category where they can click on you. Second thing is reviews. Our reviews, I can't tell you how many people have come to me. It's like I saw, I typed in, you know, Google and then I saw your reviews and that's what made me want to come to you. So make sure like your reviews and everything too. I just found out recently though, you cannot offer discounts or money off or anything like that for reviews. That's actually against the law. I did not know that yeah. when I was getting my reviews. Everyone so. does it anyway, but... <laughs> I, know. I know. I was like, oh, shoot. <laughs> um, but now with social media and Facebook, if you're a social media and Facebook person, great, awesome, fantastic. But I will be honest with you, about 90% of my clients come from me from Google or my website. I've only had maybe two or three people from Instagram and maybe one or two people from Facebook. Everyone else is, they're already looking for that service and I pop up and I have the reviews kind of thing. We've done like billboards or we've done like sponsorships or ads, stuff like that. I'm going to be honest with you, those have never done anything except bring awareness that we exist, which is actually what we're doing again already. We have started putting ads into local newspapers and uh, magazines and going to events and stuff like that because I get a lot of people that even though we've been in this area for six years that be like, well, where do you work? Oh, Fabulash Faces. What's that? No, that makes me want to cry. And I'm like, that means from a marketing standpoint, I am not doing very well. And any lash person who's also has any understanding of marketing, you can bash me. It's totally okay because I honestly don't really know what I'm doing very much. It's a hit or miss. So there's a lot of people on social media that are very good at helping lash artists market. I would definitely recommend reaching out to them. There's a few that I've reached out to. They're fantastic. But the things that we did was definitely a website. Website, make sure you're on that Google list when people are looking up lashes in your area. Make sure you're on that first page. Yeah, I think website is huge, huge, huge. I had a similar, well, exact thing. It was like all website and I put website Google kind of together and then also word of mouth. You mentioned that too. I think that's huge. Yes. Now with your word of mouth, what was your approach with that? Did people just refer just because, because it was a small town and everyone talks or did you offer incentives to get people to refer? So I do have a referral program and I highly, highly recommend that. I actually have a lot of people though that will just come to me, just be like, hey, I heard so-and-so who's not even a client of mine. He's like, she said that you do lashes. I'm coming to you kind of thing. And I was like, oh, wow, that's that's awesome. That's great. So that word's gotten around. But yeah, definitely have a referral program. Make it to where the client, your existing client has money off or a percentage off, and then make it where the new client that's coming in has percentage or money off too. I like that. Have you tried anything in marketing that was like a complete fail, waste of your time? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, a local billboard that is like sees over like probably 3,000 cars a day. Yeah. Nothing came from the billboard. It was actually complete fail. Complete. And it cost like $500 for a month too. Complete fail. Wow. Yeah. Really weird. I mean, I don't know how I would expect a billboard to work, but I always like look at all the ones that I see, but I don't know if I've ever contacted off of one. Now I'm going to be thinking about that all day. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Contact those billboards. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Start calling them. (laughs) 
That's interesting. They do look really nice. I bet it was really cool to see it up on the billboard. Was it? Because I feel like that would be really cool to see. Like really big, your like studio you worked so hard on. It was really cool. And I had a lot of people say, oh, I saw your business on the billboard. Oh, I saw, you know, everyone saw it. Nothing came of it though. Um, so I don't know if it was how we marketed it, how it was laid out on the billboard or what, but a lot of people saw it. So when it comes to my marketing, I am very happy with where my books are right now, but I am at this moment in time, trying to bring awareness to that. We are here. We have been here. Like we are fabulous faces, like trying to make people know that we exist. And so that's kind of where our marketing's headed right now. That's really cool. So what are your goals for the business? Like where do you and your mom see it in the next like three to five years? Oh my goodness. To be honest with you, I really don't know. And we have been meaning to have a meeting in regards to this just because my mom is actually thinking about moving out of the country and kind of retiring in the next few years. So that would mean everything goes on me. We've thought about hiring some employees, some other people since the type of work that we do and the expectations we have as the service providers is pretty high. When we look for someone to employ, that's very much what we're looking for. And we've had a lot of people that their heart's just not really in it. This is a business where we give luxury services. We want people to be passionate about doing what they're doing on the clients because the clients will feel if you like what you do or not. When it comes to me in like the next three or five years, I would very much like to continue doing lashes. I really would. I would like to hire at least one or two more lash people or so just because my books are about 80, I'm about 80% booked and I have been since June or April or June or something like that. But I will be honest, I've been doing this for seven years. My body's giving way a little bit. I have gained a dumb amount of weight and I'm not very happy with it. It's just because my priorities are not really straight. So I think I would like to go on the back burner a little bit and bring more people in because I don't want fabulous faces to die. I don't. I love this business. This business is essentially my life in a good way, in a good healthy way now. And I would hate to see be like my mom leave and then I'd be like, I can't I physically can't do this anymore or something and it just be gone. It would break my heart. So we don't really want to turn into a like a multiple booth rent type salon. We would want to keep it very, you know, employee style just because the taxes and all the licenses you have to have and all the taxes you have to pay and all the extra stuff you have to do, it comes up to you having to practically pay double of what your your income, your paycheck will be. It's ridiculous how expensive it is to be an independent contractor in my area. That's a question that's actually really hard to answer because I just have not really thought about it myself. I'm just like, I feel like I'm just rambling. I just no, need no, to no. stop. <laughs> I can tell that you're at this like new road that's like right in front of you and you guys are looking at it, trying to see like how you're going to pave it. What trees are you planning? Like I, I see it. <laughs> you guys. And my husband and I are wanting to start a family soon too. So wow. we've thought about all that, like how it would go. And so, yeah, it's kind of a, I'm just trusting God right now, honestly, and just taking one day at a time because I, I really, I really don't know. I haven't really sat down and thought about it. And I, I feel bad that I haven't, but no, don't feel bad about truth. it at all. <laughs> Life is just moving and shaking all the time. And if you're enjoying what you're doing, like we don't always have to have every year planned out or have these 
big goals of like, this is what I'm aspiring to do. And you know that you want to accomplish things. It's not that you're like, man, no, it's just, yeah, it's okay if you don't have it figured out. I think that's something that every listener needs to hear at some point and something I have to remind myself. It's okay to not always have it all figured out. Yep. So thank you for sharing that. I'm really excited, like I mentioned earlier, to see where it goes. This is really exciting for you. I like the idea of you bringing on staff. I think that would be so cool. That is a whole different challenge, right? But (laughs) I feel like you're the right personality for it. But (laughs) Thank you. So Brianna, I have one last question for you today. Would you mind sharing with us what your best piece of advice is on standing out among competition? So definitely specializing in natural lashes. That is what I do. I have kind of just stumbled on it on accident, I guess. I was trained a specific way on how to do lashes so that you, you know, the lash health, that is the number one priority. And so you have specific guidelines you have to go through. With a lot of lash artists in my area, it's big, bold, and, and, you know, full kind of thing. You got, you know, 10 millimeter and up in that inner corner. You've got D curls. They're like super, super heavy. The the style for the client's eyes doesn't flatter them. They look droopy or tired or you can't even see their eyes. But that's not what I do. And I have been specializing in those natural lashes. I literally have people be like, I've got eyelash extensions on. And they're like, well, I can't tell. Or like they will be walking around they're like, oh my gosh, your, your lashes look so good. What mascara are you using? It's like, not mascara. These are eyelash extensions. And that makes me so happy to be able to create a look that people will literally question if you're wearing eyelash extensions because a lot of people in this area, when it first started with lashes, they were scared of them because they're like, oh, I have, it's either no lashes with my tiny puny mascara lashes or big, bold, crazy, what we called stripper lashes. (laughs) And so people were very nervous about that when lashes first started in this area. And that's why I decided, you know what, I'm going to do these natural lashes for people who are like, my natural lashes are just not cut it and out for me, but I want something, but I'm afraid of extensions. And that's where I'm like, look, this is how we're going to do this. I'm going to do this style on you. This is why I'm going to, you know, we'll do hybrids are very popular in my area because they're not too much, but they're just a little bit more than classics. So really finding an area, the area that you're in and seeing what there is majority of, find something that's different. Like in some areas, you know, there might be a lot of people who are doing now, now, granted, if that's your industry and, and if that's where your area is and that's what people want, go for it. Great. I have a fantastic clientele on just people specifically wanting a natural look. I can still do the full crazy look if they want, but that's only if their lashes are up to par for that. I'm not going to do it on one of my 60-year-old clients who has really thin, brittle lashes. That's not happening. And now with that, that gives you integrity as a lash artist too. Because I tell my clients, I said, your lash health is my number one priority. I'm not going to jeopardize it. And once we start getting into that area, I'll let you know. And if you're like, I don't care, then I'm like, I have you sign a waiver because I don't want to be responsible for that. So natural lashes is what I do. A lot of people love them. I have tons of people who are like, I've been to someone and they were just too much. I like, and I felt like they didn't listen to me. And now I'm like, ah, but I want lashes again, but I want to try something else. And so they come to me. I'm like, you got, I got this natural 
fantastic. Like, but I still want to see them. I'm like, oh, you're going to see them, but they're not going to be like intense kind of thing. And people really appreciate that. And I always think, oh my gosh, like all these other people in the area, like they're getting more clients or it seems like they have more clients or, oh, look at their pictures or, oh, they're doing these sets. But I have to remember to stay in my lane. And my lane is natural lashes for a more mature audience. And that is totally fine. They're so loyal. They love me. They appreciate me. They respect me. And that is ultimately fantastic. And if you guys can figure out what can set you apart in whether it's doing natural lashes or mega volume or wispy lashes only or classic lashes only, you can just do classic lashes if you want to. And you can do a dang good job at that too. Just find a way to pull yourself out from the mix and cluster of all those people. If you're in an area that has a lot of lash artists. Now, if everyone kind of specializes in all different sets, focus on education. People want to know how lashes work. People want to know, well, why would I go to you when I can go to someone else? If you're like, well, I wrap the lashes. What does that mean? Explain how that works. Or all my clients wash their lashes like this is how the duct tape thing that I mentioned earlier, like explain to them about that. Like, oh, or I want to go super long. Oh, you can't go long. Think of it as a diving board. That's per Frankie Widows from Eyelash Excellence, love her to pieces. Do those type of things because a lot of these people will be like, I don't know anything about lashes. And like the lash artist has just been like, all right, here you go. Here's your spoolie. Peace out. Like see you in a few weeks kind of thing. But if you take the time to educate your clients, they, again, credibility, 100%. And it's going to create that trust and that bond. And then they're never going to leave you. That's all for this episode of Untamed. Thank you so much for joining us today. You can see the show notes and all of the resources mentioned in today's episode at untamedartistry.com. Don't forget to subscribe. And remember, as your study buddy, we are always here for you. Don't hesitate to send us a DM at untamed.artistry. 